0: It is Wednesday, August 14th, and this is The Rally. Hey, everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkes Ferry comes into the second game of this six game road trip, second game of a three game set against the Charlotte Knights. Looking to bounce back from what was their toughest performance of the season largest margin of defeat, most hits they've allowed in a game, and frankly, it approached some history. So let's just get right into the highlights. Yesterday, Charlotte began the game in the bottom of the first inning after the Rail Riders were unable to do anything against Kyle Kubat in the top of the first inning. The first five men all singled off of Brian Keller, and five batters in, it was a 3 nothing lead for the Knights. Things wouldn't really improve for Scranton wilkes two innings later we're in the bottom of the third inning and the Rail Riders offense to this point had still gotten runners on each of the first three innings they just hadn't been able to scratch anything across but Charlotte continued to flex some muscle after an infield single by Luis Robert began the inning Daniel Palka doubled him home and Charlotte led 4 nothing. back Back-to-back ground outs made it a situation where Brian Keller could see his way out of things, but then back-to-back two out-doubles by Sebi Zavala and Charlie Tilson made it 6-0 Charlotte. We jump ahead to the fifth inning, and at this point, Charlotte plates five more runs on six more hits, and all five of the runs and five of those six hits are charged to Brian Keller, the starter. Keller goes four and two-thirds innings in his second AAA start, 16 hits, 11 runs, all of them earned with three strikeouts. The 16 hits that he allowed matched Brody Kerner from three days prior for the franchise record. In nearly 30 years of scranton wilkes baseball, the Rail Riders hadn't seen a pitcher allow more than 14 hits in a game. But... In the last four days, it's happened twice. So that's the way things have been trending for the Rail Riders and for Brian Keller coming off a dazzling first AAA start and his final A start was a no-hitter. This was certainly a misnomer for the 25-year-old right-hander from Milwaukee. Charlotte led 11 nothing after five innings. They added a run in the sixth, two more runs in the seventh, and a run in the eighth. So it was 15 nothing going into the top of the ninth inning. And the first two men struck out against Zach Thompson, but up-stepped Ryan McBroom. Here's a 1-1 pitch, swing and a fly ball. loud wow, to right center field, this is hit really well. This sends Robert back onto the track. He looks up at the wall, it's gone. Ryan McBroom's got himself a home run, and the Rail Riders go 26 outs without a run, and a home run from McBroom, his 20th of the year. Avoids the shutout. It's 15-1, Rail Riders. Pretty sweet swing for Ryan McBroom, who is now the third Rail Riders batter with 20 home runs this season. Mike Ford leads the way with 23. Trey Ambergy, 20. And now Ryan McBroom with 20 as well. So the Rail Riders, not only with that home run snap, a little bit of futility. It had been 43 and two-thirds innings for scranton Wilkesbury between home runs. A team that is one of the best home run hitting teams in the league, suddenly hitting a snag of late, and though the Rail Riders avoid the shutout, they do fall 15-1 Tuesday night to the Charlotte Knights, before a crowd of 9,163 fans in a game that took two hours, 49 minutes to complete, with a 16-minute delay tacked on as well. Charlotte, with 15 runs on 23 hits, only twice in franchise history, 30 years of franchise history, has a team... Recorded more than 23 hits in a game off Scranton-Wilkes-Barre twice, including back in 2015, the most recent instance where a team had 24 hits off of Rail Riders pitching. Rail Riders with one run on four hits and one defensive error as Brian Keller drops to 0-1. Charlotte's Kyle Kubat picks up the victory. He improves to 4-1. Before yesterday's game down here at BB&T Ballpark in Charlotte, we had a very, very special guest, Bernie Williams, former New York Yankee outfielder, who's won multiple World Series title and goes down as one of the most beloved New York Yankees of the last generation. He was able to join us on the pregame show. He was here in Charlotte raising funds and awareness for IPF, which is something that we'll get into in the conversation. We'll also talk with Bernie about his time in the minors and... One of the other reasons that he was here in Charlotte, to play the National Anthem on his guitar. We'll talk about his upbringing and what guitar playing has meant to him from when he was a young boy. That conversation comes at you right now, and we begin with Bernie Williams asking him what does 2019 look like for the former New York Yankee?" Welcome back inside the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders pregame show, and we have a very special guest here on the pregame show tonight, the man who's performing tonight's national anthem at BB&T Ballpark in Charlotte. It's Bernie Williams, former New York Yankee outfielder, won multiple World Series titles with New York. And, well, it's 2019, so we'll start with this. You're here performing the National Anthem. And and what does 2019 look like for Bernie Williams?
1: Uh, 2019 has been a very, very productive year for me. We have a a whole bunch of things going post-baseball, even though I would never be able to uh, sort of detach myself from baseball experience. I've been uh, doing, uh, actually utilizing baseball as a platform to, have a lot of good messaging out there some really good causes and uh you know one of them is the reason why i'm here today
0: that reason is ipf for people that are listening at home explain what what is it for those who don't know and what are you trying to do to remedy it
1: okay so ipf stands for idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis it's a terminal disease usually between three to five years on average once you get diagnosed my father died from ipf in 2001 So in lieu of that, I've been uh, teaming up for the last three years with the Behringer Engelheim, this pharmaceutical company out of Germany, and we have created this campaign called Breathless, and it's basically to raise awareness about IPF. We have about 132,000 people living with IPF in the United States. Currently, about 50,000 people get diagnosed every year from IPF. 40,000 people die every year from IPF. So the numbers are real. We're trying to create some awareness and we have a website called breathlessipf.com geared to educate people about the disease where you can find commentary and uh, stories from patients that are currently suffering from the disease. You get physicians, lung specialists and caretakers just to give more light to uh, this disease. Data has pointed out to the fact that the earlier you get diagnosed, there are options that you can have to manage and enhance the quality of your life while you have the disease, even though we haven't found a cure yet, we're working towards that. But in the meantime, there's a lot of patients that may benefit from this information. That's why we're doing it. You know, all over the country, and uh, it just, we just happen to be in North Carolina this time. Bernie Williams,
0: former New York Yankee outfielder, is our guest here on the pregame show, and so we can't have you on the broadcast without asking you a little bit about some baseball stuff. And when you come back to A ballpark. I'm sure in your minor league days, you would have killed to play at a ballpark like BB&T ballpark, some of the others that I'm sure you visited. But when you think back to your minor league days, what are some of the things that jump out to you that that really resonate with your time riding buses from city to city? Well, that
1: was definitely one of the things that (laughs) resonates with me, riding buses. In AAA, we were flying, I mean, even though the flying experience was a lot less appealing appealing than the, the Major League experience, we flied uh, early in the morning and, uh, you know, we like, fly the day after the games, it's, you know, it's actually very grueling. But I think the most important thing that I got from my minor league experience was the interaction with the fans. From rookie baseball all the way to AAA, the minor league seems to have this sort of more intimacy, intimate relationship with the players. You know, rather than, you know, meeting them in the big leagues, you know, you have virtually no access to players in the big leagues, you know, whether it's security or, you know, whatever the case may be, the way that stadiums are constructed and and things like that. But in the minor leagues, especially in the lower classes, you have rookie ball, class A, double A, you create this relationship with fans that come there every day, every summer to watch the games. A lot of them invite you to their homes and we have cookouts and we have a lot of them help you with, you know, finding housing. Some, some Sometimes you even stay in their houses for a while. Uh, so you create this rapport with the fan base of the particular city that you're playing uh, that is really special. And we still have friends, you know up to this day from people that I met, you know, 30 years ago when I was 20, 19 years old in in my minor league days. So to me, that's the thing that that resonates the most. One final question here on the
0: pregame show with Bernie Williams. When we were in Columbus, one of our pregame guests was Joe Santry, who's a team historian. He was part of the communications department. When you were there, he's been there for 30 years. And he said that even when you were there as a player, that occasionally postgame, they would have opportunities for bands to be out on the concourse. And he said that Bernie Williams would start grabbing his guitar, go up there post game, and and go up and jam a little bit. And, and Joe Santry tells some tales. So I just want to make sure that's a true story.
1: Oh, yeah, that is very true. And, and as a matter of fact, there is a there is a really, really cool picture of me playing with the former San Diego chicken. I don't know if that guy exists, to, uh, you know, still, but <laughs> he just happened to be in Columbus one time and I am jamming with the with the chicken. <laughs> right on, on, the, on the middle of the infield, you know, in some band, you know, kind of stage kind of thing. But yeah, it is true. I started playing guitar at eight years old, around around the same time I started playing baseball. And I took my guitar everywhere in the minor leagues, you know, bus rides, plane rides. I have one in my locker. Same thing I did in the major leagues. But everybody that knew me well knew that music was, is, and it has always been a very important part of my life.
0: Bernie Williams, our pregame guest, thank you so much for the time and continued success with the IPF research moving forward. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. We'll be back with starting lineups next on NEPA Sports Radio, The Game. Big thanks to Bernie for joining us on the pregame show yesterday, and thanks to you for making the Raley part of your day today. We've got first pitch tonight at 7.04 down in Charlotte. Yep, that's the area code, 7.04, so all their first pitches right at 7.04 with pregame coverage as a result, 6.34, 30 minutes before first pitch on the Real Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.